This is QJ Martin, and you're listening to the Write a Novel podcast, providing you with the tools and instructions that you need to write your novel. Hello, and welcome to episode one of the Movie Repairman segment of the Write a Novel podcast. Today, I'm going to be talking about the 2019 film Captain Marvel. Now, Captain Marvel was certainly colorful and flashy and fun to watch especially in theaters. And as the seventh film out of 21 MCU titles at the time to earn over a billion dollars at the box office, it was, without a doubt, a fan favorite. But that does not mean that Captain Marvel was completely without issues. And there are several aspects of this film that could have been improved upon in order to make it even better and more memorable. And that's why I'm going to be using the first episode of the Movie Repairman segment of this podcast to outline four steps that I would take to fix Captain Marvel. And of course, be warned that this episode contains more than enough spoilers to ruin the film if you have not seen it yet. So let's get started with step one. My first step would be to take more time to develop the intrigue of the scrolls before the movie's big reveal that they are not, in fact, the bad guys. One of the greatest things about the MCU is the potential that each movie has to be unique and interesting. They can basically make whatever genre of film they want within the framework of this cinematic universe. The first great example of this was Captain America The Winter Soldier, which aimed to be a bit of an espionage-type spy thriller. Now, unfortunately, by the third act of that film, it had fallen into the typical superhero film tropes that every other Marvel movie that came before it had as well. Captain Marvel had just as much potential to be deep and interesting, full of twists and turns as we learn more about the secretive, shape-shifting scrolls. Now, when I first saw this film, I was very pleased that these aliens were not those generic one-note bad guys, such as the Dark Elves in Thor The Dark World and the Shatari in the first Avengers film were. But the intrigue of these shapeshifters could have been built up even more if their true intentions and identities were shrouded in mystery for at least a little bit longer. Step 2 my next step is a very simple one. Change the way that Nick Fury loses his eye. Now, this might sound like nothing more than a little bit of a nitpick. I mean, how important is it how Nick Fury loses his eye in the grand scheme of things? Well, the answer is fairly important. This one scene in Captain Marvel where Nick Fury's eye is scratched out by a cat greatly diminishes the respect that the audience will have for his character especially when re-watching previous MCU films such as Captain America The Winter Soldier. Nick Fury has never really been a comic relief character. He's a very serious individual. He is tough as nails. He doesn't trust anyone. He has strategies for taking out different members of the Avengers, such as the Hulk as well as contingency plans to save the entire world from whatever alien threat comes his way. 
In that sense, he is a lot like this universe's version of Batman. And if there's one thing Batman is known for, it is not being a comedic relief character. The story of how Nick Fury lost his eye was integral to the plot of Captain America the Winter Soldier. It defined Nick Fury as a character and every action he's chosen to take over the course of the MCU. He trusted someone, he got close to them, he was betrayed, metaphorically stabbed in the back, and it cost him dearly. Then here comes Captain Marvel. Nick Fury is baby talking to an alien cat, and it scratches his eye out. And just like that, the seriousness and intensity of his character is ruined. His motivations throughout the MCU are rendered meaningless. One of the greatest scenes in The Winter Soldier becomes nothing more than a bad joke. Imagine this instead. Nick Fury spends quite a bit of the film working with his boss. Finally, in a pivotal moment, he discovers that his real boss is dead and hidden in the S.H.I.E.L.D. morgue. He ends up in an intense and emotional fight against Talos. In the process, he loses his eye. But then, it's revealed that Talos wasn't the cause of his boss's death. And the only reason he was even there, in S.H.I.E.L.D. impersonating his boss, is because he wanted to help his family. So Fury reluctantly agrees to help him out. But his personality is forever tinged with mistrust in the process. Now before we continue, I'd like to take just a moment to talk about the sponsor of this episode. Step 3. My third step for fixing this film would be to give Captain Marvel her memories by the time of, or shortly after, the final battle. One of the biggest problems with this film is that we can't really connect emotionally to a character that we know nothing about. As a character, Carol Danvers is just one big question mark in this film. We barely know anything about her before she loses her memories. Now it is true that the film showed her connecting with her old best friend, to an extent, but there wasn't anywhere near enough character development in those few scenes to actually make us feel like she's making a significant sacrifice by leaving her friend behind to spend decades in space helping her once mortal enemies, the Skrulls. If Captain Marvel regained her memories before the end of the film, then we'd be able to understand what she's actually giving up by leaving behind her best friend and her planet. We'd appreciate her sacrifice in helping these shapeshifters that she was obsessed with destroying just a few days earlier. And because of that, the movie would present us with a perfect ending to her character arc, which was largely missing in the actual film. We get to see how she has changed and become a better person. Step 4. My final step for fixing Captain Marvel is more about world building and interconnectivity within the different branches of the MCU than it is about the story of this film specifically. But it would have been incredibly simple to implement this step. And it could have garnered a lot of goodwill from the fans of the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. TV show. 
While many Marvel fans thoroughly enjoyed Phil Coulson's post-post-mortem adventures, especially in the later seasons, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has always been a little bit of a black duck in relation to the MCU films themselves. And of course, there are obvious reasons why this was the case. Back in the days before Disney+, Kevin Feige was not in direct control of Marvel's television properties. And because of that lack of communication, as well as the difficulties of scheduling television shows and big-budget Hollywood premieres to coincide, there's never been more than one passing reference to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. in the films. And that reference was in Avengers Age of Ultron, where Nick Fury references having a friend who managed to help him get a helicarrier. Captain Marvel, however, had the chance to cut through all of the red tape with one simple move. Have Coulson and Agent May working together in Coulson's first appearance. Coulson was already included in this film due to the nature of the story's timeline. And even though it's more than likely that this was due to his popularity in Phase 1 of the MCU, rather than his presence in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., it still would have taken little to no effort to have Agent May as one of the many background S.H.I.E.L.D. characters. Disney already worked with Ming-Na Wen in the past, as she provided the voice of Milan, and they are obviously still on good terms with her considering the prominent role that they have given her in the Star Wars Disney Plus shows. Having her appear, even if it was just for a moment in Captain Marvel, could have excited a lot of fans of Agent May herself, of the actress, and of anyone who had been waiting for years to see one of their favorite Marvel TV shows cross over onto the big screen. So what did you think of Captain Marvel? Are there any changes you would have made? Feel free to send me a voice message that I can use in my next episode by going to anchor.fm slash write a novel. Or, if you're listening to the podcast on YouTube, leave a comment letting me know what your thoughts are. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Write a Novel podcast. If you'd like to read a transcript of this episode, you can find it at thewriterseverything.org slash transcripts. If you'd like to listen to future episodes, be sure to subscribe on whatever platform you're currently listening on. And be sure to give it a rating while you're at it to let me know what you think of the podcast. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can do so at patreon.com slash qjmartin. For your convenience, all the reference links will also be in the show notes.